0: Everyone relax, this is Typhop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello and thank you for watching. Uh, Will, I've had the opportunity to uh, watch TV again.
1: It's, oh yeah, uh, what are you to watching? to a point
0: now where, um, well, uh, lots of stuff. I, I haven't seen The Last of Us um, or The Bear, but I did finish White Lotus, two series of White Lotus. Um, I've been watching a lot of wrestling documentaries mm-hmm. and I also re-watched an old classic, The Sixth Sense. And I have a question for
1: you. <laughs> okay. Bruce Willis this. is dead the whole time. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, all right. Everyone knows the premise of the sixth sense. The key to solving the mystery of why the ghost appearing to Cole is that the ghosts are coming to ask for help. They want help solving their own death, you know, either telling a, live, a living relative that they love them or, you know, I, I was killed by my scheming stepmother or whatever. That's the premise, right? Sure. Ghosts only appear to Cole to get some kind of karmic justice or to farewell a loved one.
1: Mm -hmm. I feel like you're making a very elementary mistake here, which is thinking that M. Night Shyamalan plots make any (laughs) sense, that they're not just about the trick and the twist and that everything else in the universe is logically consistent.
0: Well, this is a bit – you would argue like The Sixth Sense is his most watertight film, right? Like it's the one that just seemed – you know, it's the one that made his career and he sort of spent – the rest of his career trying to live up to. There's just a little moment. I've seen this film like dozens of times that I just struck me as odd. And it's the scene where it's sort of in the first act or, you know, maybe in the second act early in the film where they're establishing the Coles, this outsider and that, you know, he's this bullied kid. And there's this creepy scene where he's in class with his classmates and the teacher is l- leading the class, um, you know, looks at Cole and Cole is like, why are you staring at me? And the teacher's like, I'm not staring at you, Cole. And he's like, stop staring at me. I don't like when people stare at me. And the teacher's like, hey, just calm down, Cole. And Cole starts having this episode. And Cole starts screaming at him, stuttering Stanley, stuttering Stanley. And the teacher's like, how did you, how did you know that name? Stuttering Stanley. Stuttering. And then the, the teacher freaks out and like, get out of here, you freak, or whatever. Right? Okay. So with what we know about Cole, uh-huh. and it goes on the Cole to get some kind of cosmic justice or to tell a loved one that they love them. Is there one ghost in Philadelphia that was like, you know what I want to do with my afterlife powers? (laughs) That fucking stuttering Stanley needs to hear it one last time. (laughs) Fuck that motherfucker. If only there was a kid that could commune with the dead. Ah, here we go. Perfect. No, no, I don't want any help solving my own murder.
1: It's fine. I just want to bully someone (laughs) again from beyond the (laughs) grave. Just one last time. Just want to see that little fucking nerd stuttering Stanley cry in front of a group of kids. One last time, <laughs> it's obviously politically incorrect to make fun of someone for having a stutter or a thema these days, but I am undead and I am from a different time, so <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna come back and make a modern kid use a slur. That's my dream as a ghost.
0: <laughs> I mean, is there any instance in which, like, with it, with, according to the rules of the film, which is ghosts only appear mm-hmm. to cold to get some kind of cosmic justice? Yeah is there a reason for this ghost to bully this? Like, why is this teacher getting a (laughs) drive-by on the road to justice? Or I guess the other thing is that Cole misunderstood (laughs) what the ghost (laughs) was saying. Like, maybe the ghost had only recently died and was, you know, had all this information, was frantic about, like, what he needed to tell Cole. And then he was like, he sort of, as he's like, and and then, like, you know, two guys jumping from behind. And then, like, he glances at the teacher and sort of realizes, oh, my God. I used to know those at the school. They got stuff, you know, and stuttering Stanley. It.
1: Yeah, mm. that's the one thing fucking Cole picks up on: is stuttering Stanley. I mean, the idea that people from beyond the grave are still acting like teenage girls and just wanting to bully people at school <laughs> is a more interesting movie. Perhaps he should have made like the Seventh Sense, where it was just about ghosts that were visiting Cole to just get payback from something that had happened in their lives. Well, I, I remember before Mum died, you know, I said to her, like,
0: I think it's on the podcast I did with her. I was like, you know, like, if you, said, you can, you promise me one thing. <laughs> You find a kid who has paranormal abilities and you deliver me a message. (laughs) You bully this kid one last time. Now, I said to mum, like, um, you're allowed to contact me if it's not in a creepy way. Like, I don't want fucking furniture moving on its own or, you know, something written in the steam of my bathroom mirror. Well, Mm. anything where you might see me naked, I don't want any of that shit. Like, Mm. if you're going to contact me, it's like just a respectful, like clear cut, no cryptic Oh, what does this pendant mean? And then I have to go find an old man who lives in a lighthouse, and then there's a dusty box, and then that leads me to blah, blah. blah. You know what I mean? No just fucking... ominous,
1: mysterious, cryptic clues. Like, no you don't cryptic want clues. like, I saw what you did in the bathroom last night.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you, make, you are a raised Catholic, you filthy, dirty little pig.
1: How do you keep I'm, I'm doing here that? With the I'm here with the baby Jesus right now, and he yeah. is in tears. You have made <laughs> <He's>... him
0: cry. <laughs> He's shaking his head. He can't. I mean, how many times in one day do you need to do that? Like, disgusting. <laughs> Grow up. You are an adult. You're almost, you are closer to death. And trust
1: me, I have info on this. You are closer to death than you are to death. You don't need to be emptying out so much life force. You pervert. <laughs> That's what the baby Jesus said. He said to pass that on.
0: But I just want, like, they had the, uh, 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 up in the Northern Rivers, they had the Starlight Festival on about a month ago, which is. What's a the Starlight New Age. Festival? Hey, what is the Starlight Festival? It's a New Age festival. It's like a three-day event in one of the towns here, and they have like so you pay like a cover charge, and that gives you three-day access to like talks and meditations and um, sound healing. And there's this sort of hallway, like the Great Hall of Psychics, where you can go in and get your aura photographed, or you know, get some sort of like you know dowsing sticks put. On.
1: I don't, know, I don't know how any of this shit works. And so, um, I went along. It would be good if they had the equivalent thing for actual medical professionals, though, right? So <laughs> if rather healthcare than a, yeah, healthcare fest, where like you play a cover charge and then you walk around and there's like dentists. Therapists, you can actually go and actually get some proper medical attention, right? That's a fucking great idea. You could, and you could see it happening in
0: America. Like it's so crass and craven that you would monetize the desperate state of the American healthcare system. But we should. Totally you guys going do to hospital?
1: Are you guys going to hospital? Loser, hospital palooza, hospital, hospital, palooza. Hostib- it's tough to Hospalooza. say. Hospital loser, hospital loser. You guys going to hospital yeah. loser? <laughs>
0: I mean, but that's the country where it, – would, would it shock you to find out that, like, all these kind of, like, medical professionals and stuff have banded together in America to, like, for a one-time cover charge, three days of whatever treatment you need? If that happened in America, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that,
1: that I could see that happening. I mean, I think it's not even the worst idea for like a disaster zone, right? Like if somebody's been – like if there's been an area that's been flooded or people have been, you know, rehoused into some sort of condition, the idea that you could just get a bunch of medical professionals down there and people could come in and wander around and like get the help Well, that's Doctors Without that Borders, right?
0: That's, isn't that Doctors Without Borders? They go to kind of like um, war zones and impoverished areas, and they will, they will just like give out free medical care. Like that's yeah. sort of a-
1: I think our plan is more like doctors without degrees. Yeah. People who didn't finish the entire <laughs> oh, the Dr. degree. Dr. Nick Riviera hospital <laughs> yeah. loser. Is that what you're saying? But they've got, but they've got the gist. Like they did <laughs> yeah. the first three years. They yeah, can yeah. still give you a more informed opinion than like your average, like Joe Blow off the street, but they're yeah. not fully blown medical professionals.
0: Well, it's like when I was at uni, there was a uh, beauty school you could go to on the shopping mall nearest uni, where they had hairdressing students. So if you wanted to pay ten bucks, you could get a haircut. But what was acknowledged in that exchange is it might be fucked. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that's hospital loser. Is yeah, sure you can go get a cancer diagnosis, but you know he might fucking you know say you're all clear and 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 you're not. Yeah, look, you need to get your
1: spleen removed, but like. We're not sure if he knows what a spleen is. We can yeah. definitely guarantee he'll take something out.
0: Yeah. I mean, are the instruments sterilized? I can really tell. It did that. Is that guy trying to perform surgery with a pen knife? Yeah.
1: That's loser baby. Yeah, doctors without degrees. That's what you signed up for. I mean, I we really shouldn't be joking
0: about that. This, uh, of course, is Australia's number one medical podcast. Sorry, number one with medical professionals. And uh, we haven't had one right in. For a while, I don't know why that is. Will do you think that their attention is drawn to other th- other, other issues? Is there it's anything busy else going time. on in the world? Of yeah, the busy time in the healthier
1: community, so they probably don't have idle time to be writing the podcasts. But so Starlight Festival is a version of that. But this is like healers in other sense. This is your sort of your mythical your mystical healers. The blend of
0: like mm. I would what what you would say is like legit, you know, mm. practical holistic healing like meditation Mm -hmm. classes and um massage and things like that Mm -hmm. and then the more woo woo Mm -hmm. we can tell what your dog's aura is and you know this Mm -hmm. is what you should do about that yeah
1: excuse me excuse me sir could i interest you in some mumbo or some jumbo (laughs) we have both so here's the thing right and and we've talked about
0: this a lot on the show Yeah. like you know, I'm a skeptic and all that kind of stuff, but I want to believe like more than anything, you know, that's why I do those shows with Ben Clay on, on Faux is like, I love talking about the supernatural and I'm just desperate for an experience. I just love one convincing experience. Um, but Jem, on the other hand is like, we well, you know what, when I go see a psychic, it brings things up and I don't necessarily know if I believe them, but I just like to kind of hear things from like a, a like a cheaper therapy in a way. Well, mm. in some instances it's not cheaper. <laughs> uh, so we go along and I'm like – I take my brother. He, he's up visiting and I, I'm like, I'm just going to fucking be open-minded bloody mm-hmm. Ollie, uh, if that's a character. Open-minded Ollie. I'm just going to be loosey-goosey, man. Like just walk in. You know, it's fun. It's like being at, at Disneyland. Go speak to a psychic and hear some things about you and, and you'll have a mm-hmm. great time. I couldn't do it. I paid the cover charge and I walked in and I started walking. Firstly, why did they all dress – the same, like they're always, and you know, not sort of, not stereotyping, but (laughs) they're always middle-aged women in these kind of flouncy dresses with crystals and lots of jewelry and stuff. There's, it's not, they should be like stage magicians. I want like a steampunk psychic. I want like a fucking business suit psychic. I want a black skivvy psychic. I want like the
1: whole, give me all different archetypes, but they're all the same kind of psychic. I think that what you're talking about is two different things. So basically, I think for the people who are going to those psychics, they expect – them to look a certain way in the same way as if you walked into a doctor's surgery they all dress in some sort of familiar outfit some variation on a theme so that when you go in there you go this not is not where- <laughs> <In> a hospital <laughs> loser, it's <laughs> so building man outfits it's, it's always it's <laughs> mufty day at hospital is- <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had uh, have you ever had a prostate exam from a guy in black leather chapless pants well, you could also get that at Burning Man, so it's fine. Um, okay, yes. So I think that part of it is that is the experience that people have signed up for. But I think that what you're seeing is an opportunity to expand the psychic universe. So in the same way as yeah. there are – because, for example, if, say, for there's a psychic who's like going to be involved in like trying to track down a missing person or these mm. sort of things that you hear about, that's when you want your – your psychic who doesn't look like a psychic. Yeah, you want okay. someone who just walks in looking like Anthony Robbins. Like, they still look a little different. Yes. Like, they have something away about themselves. Well, but But you want them sort of dressed in that you know you're just like oh yeah okay this is like a this is like a modern day psychic this is like a psychic that i can take to my business meetings
0: yeah i well it's sort of like that like i said i've been watching a lot of wrestling documents i mean
1: isn't that what a futurist is in any way that's basically a futurist is what i'm describing
0: what you're describing is futurist but i was thinking more like if i had to embark on this career as a psychic mm-hmm. like you know what's my point of difference and i was like Well, I'm a guy who's skeptical because it's always the same shit. It's some kind of Camilla-type gown and crystals and jewelry and dyed red hair and all blah, blah, blah. I want some legitimacy. So I've been watching a lot of wrestling documentaries, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Attitude Era was the sort of point at which wrestling was like, you know what, we're done with the superhero, the loud costumes and stuff. We want some reality. We want wrestlers to feel like real people, and that's when you get like a Stone Cold Steve Austin. So my psychic would be the fucking dude who's disgruntled about being psychic. Don't actually like doing this. I uh-huh. fucking am there because I'm down on my luck. You know, my wife and I have divorced. I've got to make fucking money somehow. And I've got this fucking gift, but I'm not here to fucking like mince words, you know? And I'm drinking beers and my flipping birds and shit like that. And I reckon there'd be so much cut through because if I was walking through that mall, and there was just one, like, you know, it was Camilla dress after crystal, after dyed red hair, after cheap jewelry. And then there's just some dude just fucking kicking back. He's got, like, a leather vest on and some, like, torn denim jeans. He's got his boots up. He's drinking a beer. It's not even, like, it's a hand-painted, like, sign. He hasn't got any, like, Photoshop done or anything. I'd be like, well, this is intriguing. This guy's not trying. So let's fucking check out
1: what this guy has to say. I like the premise of someone who's genuinely psychic but does not want to be psychic. It sucks. I think that's actually – that's a premise. Like particularly if your premise is that this person is amongst a bunch of charlatans, that most people who pretend to be psychics are just doing cold readings and able to be able to like tell people, you know, make educated guesses and tell people what it is that they want to hear. And if you make enough good guesses, some of them are true and it feels like – I mean – when I'm on stage doing my improvised shows, sometimes I'll have a guess at what somebody's life circumstance is. And it's really just based on whatever you've observed of them in. And often I can get it entirely right to the point where even I like am on stage going, do I have psychic powers? (laughs) (laughs) And so you realize that if you develop that part of you, you could become a really effective, you know, I mean, I guess that was the premise of that TV show, the mentalist, right? Like that he was genuinely able to cold read people and he was, he, you know, had had used it whatever way in his life and then he was using it to help solve crimes as some way of paying, paying back the sense that, you know, he had betrayed people or, you know, misled people in his previous life. So... But this guy we're talking about isn't just great at cold reading. You're talking about someone who genuinely, genuinely. has the power of being a psychic, yeah, but does I, not I, want to be a psychic.
0: I think it's a trope that's been done. Like, I think of Michael mm. uh, J. Fox and the Frighteners, you know, he's sort of like a con man who has a relationship with the ghost and he gets them to do spooky things so he can come in and, and solve the problem. Or, but I'm thinking more just like not a, not a dude who's traumatized and drinking himself or drugging mm. himself to a point where he doesn't hear these voices in his head. It's just like, have you ever, like, gone to see a mechanic or something who just fucking hates being a mechanic, but yep. they, they'll they do the job and they can do it? It's like that. Just like he's not going to fucking make you feel better about it. He's going to make you feel stupid for a start. Mm. <laughs> right. right. And you sit down. And it's like your father was John. Oh, my God. Is he speaking? Yeah. To no, you're a fucking middle-aged white guy, you know. <laughs> John is one of the most common fucking names. I'm, all right, let's get started with, you know what I mean?
1: Something like yeah. that. Just, like, i to get you on the back foot because, yeah. I guess what I any, is I need- any idiot could tell you what your dad's name was. Yeah. That's just guesswork.
0: <laughs> yeah. So my psychic is just going to be a dude. Who's just like, yeah. fucking, all right, okay, shut up. Yeah. I'll tell him.
1: And then yeah. like, you're 45, like- you're 45 years old. And you're just like, Oh my God, that's amazing. He goes, what are you talking about? I just got my assistant to Google it out the back. Like, you gave me your name at reception. This is all information. This is not psychic stuff. I am a psychic, but this is just easy shit. We haven't started yet, you fucking moron. (laughs) But then when you give the messages, because this
0: is the thing um, about uh, the the cryptic nature of it. This is the thing that just made it impossible for me to part with my money is I just – because I went around and spoke to a few stall owners and stuff, and I was like, oh, you know, I just – it's, I'm just not getting – ironically, I'm not getting a good vibe. And I just – I understand it's all – even if it, this is Disneyland and it's all just for show and stuff, I just feel like my money would be spent. And it wasn't cheap too. Like it's 80 bucks for like half an hour. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like that seems like a lot of money for what, you know, I pretty much can guess for myself. But I just want a straight answer. Why is it always like someone's coming through – it's an old gentleman. Like, just fucking say hello. This is Norman F. Clawson. I'm Charlie's father. I was there at his birth. and blah 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 blah. You know, like just fucking, just say it. Like, don't be some mysterious shadowy figure. I just and then be prompt. No clues about take this fucking you know watch to a, light, a man in a lighthouse. Blah 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 blah. Like just just in writing even. Sort of. Say, hey, look, I've got proof. Can we just skip the whole? Oh, Charlie's going crazy. He's losing his mind. Blah blah blah. Like, you know, the ghost, this is ghost handwriting. That's his signature. <laughs> Look at it, or something like that. Or take a photograph with me, <laughs> or
1: something like that. I know what you mean about the idea of like, there's a message coming through, and this is the message. Like, my real will is behind the painting, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, really directly give me the information that you need to convey. But otherwise, what what can you convey? in that short period of time that is important regardless. Like if, you know, if I went to a psychic and they were a genuine psychic and they only had, okay, let's say you're on the other side. So let's, you know, put yourself, you're your dad, you know, like, again, obviously I don't ever wish this upon you or your family, but let's just say that you have, like, died earlier. Like Gemma and Iona are still alive I only goes to a psychic one day when she's a teenager and, like, you know, this is your opportunity. Finally, you have an opportunity to be able to talk to her as, like, a teenager. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you, like, what are you trying to say from the other side in that moment? Like, you have one shot at it. What are you trying to say? See your teacher up there. That motherfucker yeah. used
0: to stutter back in primary school. We used to call him Stuttering Stanley. You, you just say it, last, say it one, say once. The kids will Go love on. it. You'll be, you'll be the, you'll be the queen of the school. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to coach my kid to be cool from beyond the grave and everything. I'm just such a dinosaur. Everything I say gets cancelled. It's all like he's a. There was a comedian yeah. called Andrew Dice Clay. You know Go <laughs> to these guys and say it's, it starts Hickory Dickory yeah. Dock.
1: <laughs> now this, this guy, uh, when we were in high school, he got his testicles all twisted up. Now I'm gonna. I'll give you a name in a second that you're gonna to have to yell out <laughs> yeah it's a good point like what would what is
0: the urgent thing that needs to be said i mean if it's you've been murdered i understand mm. that there's some urgency there, or they're in totally danger. they're in danger but you know i would assume that like if it happened now everything's good right now i don't have any there's no urgent messages to deliver i would just want them to know what i hope they know that is i i love them and i will always love them i mean mm. if i haven't express that, I think it's a bit fucking light. <laughs> you never <laughs> have been hit by this fucking car. Yeah. I mean, yeah, how fucking shallow are you, Dad? Like, what, what, who, who, who are you trying to butter up? In fact, I think they would get suspicious <laughs> if a psychic said, I've got your husband and your father here. He says he <laughs> loves you. It's like, well, that's a bit weird. Yeah. Why,
1: why is he it's fucking so needy. consistent on so, What's he about hiding? that now? Yeah. <laughs> is he up there with Marilyn Monroe? Who's mother, he fucking like, up there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it feels like I don't know if it's, because i don't know if you can punch a ghost in the dick but that's what's gonna happen
1: <laughs> if the premise is that ghosts are only people who have unresolved things like you know because otherwise what is the premise that all these people are living in some beyond space and time where they're like if you're living in some that's the premise yeah heaven-like – so the premise is that only ghosts are only ones that have something unresolved, right, and aren't able to pass on to the – Right. So the idea is then that if I'm at a psychic and, like, you know, my dad comes through or, like, you know, my granddad comes through or whatever, I immediately feel terrible about that because that means they're caught in some place where there's something unresolved and they can't move on, right? Like, I I don't want to hear from them. I want to go in there and get, like, no – like, we're getting no one. Everyone you've ever met has happily passed on to the place that they need to be. And they don't have anything unresolved and they're definitely not hanging around and watching you masturbate. It is fine. (laughs) They're in the good place. There's a great bit of circularity in that will, because my mum's attitude
0: when I was a teenager was always like, she wasn't one of those mums where I had to call her as soon as I arrived at so-and-so's house. Or, you know, when we got into the city, I had to call whatever her philosophy was always, if you're in trouble, that's when I'll hear about it until then. I'll just assume that everything's good. And it was a, Great lesson. It Put more responsibility on me. So perhaps that's what my mum is telling me. By not contacting me, everything's fine. Transferred over to the eternal. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Me and my Having mom, a great time. Like, there is a Tatsalotto ticket. It's <laughs> <laughs> in the, my jacket, pocket of the tweed jacket. <laughs> and the kid was a stutterer. Tell him he's a motherfucking stutterer. <laughs> What would it take for you to kind of Mm -hmm. believe? Because I was thinking about this afterwards. I was like, I've never had a psychic say anything to me that's made me go, oh, my God. Like, you know, and even if I saw a fully formed apparition walk through my wall, I wouldn't immediately assume... Oh, I saw a ghost. I would start thinking, fuck, mm. I'm crazy. Like I have some kind of mental illness. Like what would it take for you to believe, to see or, or interact with, to believe, okay, yeah, there are ghosts and, you know, there, there's a holding pattern. There's un- ghosts are these spirits that stay in this realm until they resolve their issues. What would it take?
1: Oh, man, it'd take a lot.
0: Okay, so is, let's start is, with is, you, you start yeah. getting messages around the house. So like messages written in the steam of your mirror, like help, Will, um, you know, things, items moving around. You come home and your yeah. items in your house have
1: been moved around. Mm-hmm. No, um, I don't think I'd notice for a while. They'd have to be pretty major items. Okay, because right. I just assumed that it was me. I'd probably assume that I'd started sleepwalking and okay. I was like writing myself messages in the steam <laughs> on my mirror. No, I like immediately. I probably wouldn't notice for a start if they started to be really big things. Yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, well, there's big things moving around. There's got my first premise is always there's got to be a logical explanation. Like yeah. I don't know what the logical explanation Occam's is razor. at the moment, o- but o- o- is it Ozcams razor or Occam's razor? <laughs> I, mean, I believe it's uh, Ozcam <laughs> is, is actually my internet service. <laughs> <laughs> Occam's razor. <laughs> yeah, that and often there are things in my life that I cannot explain because when people. You know, talk to me about these things. They're like, but aren't there things that you can't explain in life? And often, often there's things that I can't explain <laughs> yeah. in life. I have a podcast I've been doing for fucking 13 years. I can't explain. I don't immediately then assume that the answer to that question is that there are ghosts or that there's aliens or anything like that. I just assume there is a logical thing that we haven't understood or thought of yet. So at the start, that wouldn't be enough like I'd be a bit like you if they started to be things that I couldn't explain through any rational way my immediate suspicion would be that I was having some sort of breakdown yeah. like that I was you know experiencing some sort of mental illness and that would be I think that would be the first thing that I would go and get treatment for in that in that regard
0: well so what you need then is you need multiple witnesses so you need to be you know what I would need to be at the grand final 100,000 people at the MCG and a ghost appears and we mm-hmm. all see it We all see it. Like, literally, we see – like, the cameras pan down to the Mm -hmm. empty goal square and there is just – a um, um jim jess
1: dick reynolds i mean but this is a fictional scenario <laughs> yeah, <okay. and laughs> i know this is not our ifl podcast but his nickname was the ghost so i mean yeah. uh, come on <laughs> the ghost of jim jess the ghost of ghost jim
0: jess <laughs> uh you know walking through goalposts and we all fucking see it like mm-hmm. it's a fully formed yeah, a semi-transparent apparition walking through goalposts, and a hundred thousand people see it. Mm. Like, would you go? Okay, well,
1: no, clearly. Really, no. what do you
0: think's happening there? Uh it's I mean, technology.
1: I, exactly. I was at Coachella when the Tupac hologram happened. I would assume that it was part of the entertainment. I think that's a bad example. <laughs> Because if there's a hundred (laughs) thousand, why would the AFL spend millions of dollars? They can get any of the great players
0: to ever play the game and they get, I mean, dependable, but let's be honest, not exactly like a rock
1: star, Jim the Ghost Jess. Well, because of the (laughs) wordplay. If we're going to make somebody appear like a ghost, we're going to get Jim Jess. I, 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 yeah, okay, I agree with that part of it, but I, I would assume that at a big function like that, the size of the function would be the thing that made me most suspicious that it was a setup or a trick. Like, I think that's the wrong example. If I was at something like that and you see an apparition or you you think it's technology, it's a prank, it's part of the performance, it's like part of some big, you know, there's going to be like, Hamish hey, and Andy are going to have some show in six months where they like reveal that they, you know, put this all together as like a giant prank on everybody. You know, That, that would be what I would imagine something like that. So I think that you're right about witnesses, but yeah. I think it would be more convincing if say there was like three or four of us just around in a room and then like the ghost of whatever appeared, sat in a chair and we could have like a conversation you know, between a few people I trusted, like that, you knew that it wasn't just you saying it, that everybody, yeah, well, you could just go, hang on, are we really. Like, and you could ask the ghost all the questions that you would want to ask a ghost to test it. You could, like, walk through it. And I think that that idea of, if I saw it at the AFL Grand Final. <laughs> Sorry,
0: don't just skip over the fact that you would want to walk through it. I mean, I don't know about, like, what you do in polite society when it comes to ghosts. I'm pretty sure
1: you shouldn't just walk through a ghost. That seems very interesting. Well, if you don't want to be walked through, don't be a ghost. <laughs> do you right. know what I mean? Like, have ghost a corporeal body, right? Ever they
0: want. It's not an invitation for you, you to just like with your living, your living gaze to just
1: walk through a ghost. Yeah, a it is. Absolutely, niche, it is, mate. We. Uh, You're saying I was asking for it. The ghost. I grew. For I grew here. It. You flew here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's my right to walk through ghosts. Ghost, that, that I have that on my car. Ghosts. Ghosts, give way for me. <laughs> <laughs> So, but all right,
0: you you said though you'd yep. want to be able to ask it questions if it was yes. just a fleeting glimpse. So let's say a mm-hmm. ten second appearance. So no. that's like you and three Not mates, three dependable mates, sober. Mm-hmm. No one's uh, no one's imbibed anything. So mm-hmm. you're in a straight uh, frame of mind. So probably none of your good mates then. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: <laughs> unlike unlikely scenario, this is more <laughs> unlikely than ghosts appearing. But sure, okay, and.
0: The ghost appears, sitting in the chair for ten seconds. It turns yes. and looks at you, and it says "Will," but then it snaps out of mm-hmm. existence. Okay, where, where do you place that in your realm of like? You didn't get. To didn't everybody? I did everybody creep. just?
1: Did yeah, everybody just it. see that? We all saw it.
0: What do you? Th- what do you think that was? Um, I don't know, man. That fucking that was that was weird. That was weird, right? Did you, did you lace our, Did you lace our food or anything?
1: I mean, that would be my immediate thought, is like, we've all eaten something. Did we go to lunch together? Have we all eaten the same thing? There's a gas leak in the apartment, like, you know, something like that. These are all more logical explanations than the idea of ghosts has just appeared for 10 seconds and said, Will. Because also, what's the point of that? Why is this ghost appearing for 10 seconds and then saying, Will? If the idea is that ghosts haven't moved on because something's unresolved, like, is appearing for ten seconds and saying my name going to in any way resolve anything? That's well, just maybe, fucking with me. Well, maybe like if, if it goes to energy, mm-hmm. you know, like they
0: are energy. Energy doesn't isn't destroyed; it just takes new form. So our soul or whatever our mortal energy is is transformed into this non corporal being. Mm-hmm. Let's say that it requires energy for it to push through into our realm to yep. appear to you, and this guy maybe it's a novice just didn't have enough juice, like mm. ran out of bandwidth, whatever. So, like, he will, he will appear again. If this story was to continue, he'll appear again mm. for longer and maybe get a bit more out. But in this instance, he could only get out Will before he ran out
1: of credit. Yeah, okay. Well, in that case, I'd just w- wait and see. Oh, really? Like, you would not yeah. immediately go like... Oh, I just like, oh well,
0: that was okay. weird.
1: one of your mates. If it happens again, say, for, if it happens again for longer, I'll be convinced. But right
0: now, <laughs> okay, uh, let me mm-hmm. l- let me be the guy in your group who's like, no, we okay. definitely saw it. We definitely will. Well, <laughs> like we have tripped before. That is not. I'm not tripping. Like there are other every there are other ways to know if you're tripping. Like this is the only thing that's happened. It's completely isolated. This one thing. You know that that wasn't a hallucin-
1: hallucination from drugs. Well, it doesn't have to be drugs, though. There's such a thing as collective delusion. There's numerous the historical chair, there's a examples. Leak. Well, let's go check the
0: gas leak, all right? Yeah, well, go we check. should do that. Yeah. Yeah, no gas leak. Will, we all saw exactly the same thing. It sat in that chair, it turned to yeah. you, and it said, Will. How yeah. do we all imagine
1: that? Well, I don't know, but there must be some explanation. Yeah, the explanation is it's a ghost. It I don't right think so. It was right there. Why would it only be there for 10 seconds? And why would it just say, maybe will? it didn't have enough credit? Didn't even, re- didn't even recognize that guy. I don't know what you're talking Like, why is that? Did it get the wrong will? It's come through to the, it's been redirected to the wrong will, Anderson. It's got in the chair and said, <laughs> Will. It spotted me and go, Oh no, I was thinking of Adam, Adam Hill. Sorry, I've completely got the wrong person. I've- you need to take this seriously. No. We just had a very real, and mm. a very
0: supernatural experience. It's Did like, we? And I'm now, now I'm addressing the rest of the group, the other two guys. Yep. You guys saw that, right? They're nodding. You saw that. He turned his head and he said, Will, yeah, yeah, what do you think happened? And they're like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. So they're sort of like on the fence. Mm. How, name me one other instance in which this has happened to you, where you've had a group hallucination that real. It was, he
1: was right in front of us and then was not. Yeah, but group hallucination is a thing. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to have happened before to happen this time. Like, well, hang on. Group hallucinations. If you're under duress
0: or you've been sort of like you're in some kind of cult, sure. But like, we were just just sitting around bullshitting. You know, occasionally watching stuff on TV. Like, what was the primer for us to have this hallucination?
1: Um, well, probably just from the quick bing that I've done, okay. um, it is a, a shared psychosis or shared delusional disorder,
0: which is... Okay, this is good, because uh, this is the next thing that we'd do, right? you jump, you yeah. immediately jump online to say, because we're nerds, rather than solving the mystery of the ghost we've It sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to have to take a fucking watch to a lighthouse. Let's just jump on Google. Okay,
1: so here we go. A shared psychotic disorder is a rare type of mental illness in which a healthy person's Starts to take on the delusions of someone who has a psychotic disorder, such as schizophrenia. So my immediate uh, thing would be to point at you and say, you're a schizophrenic. (laughs) Get him. (laughs) Get him. Get him, Sam. Stuttering Sam. (laughs)
0: All right, so we Google it and yep. you now, you're you just going to be firmly entrenched in the group delusion until you can speak to a, a medical professional,
1: right? Well, I would imagine that this is like either a group delusion or this is like like I said, a gas leak or, you know, even though we've checked the gas in the apartment, doesn't mean that we don't know that there's not gas leaking into the building or something like that. Yes, something could have been laced. I probably would check to see if anybody else, like I think I probably would like Google did anybody else like you know just experience like like yeah that sort of thing like in case there'd yeah. been some you know worldwide psyops
0: kind of government program where they're just testing a group of a community to see how they respond to post projections
1: I guess the thing that would be more compelling to me is that I was listening to um uh Tim Urban I think his name is and his oh, yeah, um, brother right yeah, that's right. And he was just talking about Keith and Nicole. Great chat. Um, Tim Urban is just one of those people who writes about the world and, you know, history and how it's relevant today and all these sort of things. And he has this idea of that if human history is a thousand word, a thousand page book, we're currently on, you know, the thousandth page, but everything technological, everything that we consider, if you look at human beings for the majority of that book, We haven't been living in the way that we have been living. This accelerated way we've gone from being, you know, hunters and gatherers and, you know, the way that we used to live our lives now with the technology and how rapidly it's all advancing. I mean, we've even seen it within our lifetimes, how much, you know, we substantially changed as what we are as human beings and the way we live our lives is that because we are getting closer and closer to this technology. And if there is this idea that we can become, you know, uploaded into technology, the technology will be the next step of who we are as humans. Singularity. It does then open up the idea of what is and isn't time and what is and isn't, you know, a simulation. Like if the idea is that we can become that, then the idea can also be that we are already that. Right. There would be more of me that would be willing to believe that that's some sort of a glitch because where we are in our technological innovation, then, then it's a ghost probably, I would have thought. If I was going to believe something that is far-fetched and science, you know, science fiction-y anyway, my my gut would be, did we just take some step forward technologically worldwide? You know, did AI just advance in that moment? And that little glitch of what just happened there was... Yeah, something to do with the way that our world and our consciousnesses have adjusted in that moment. That would be probably, which is as far-fetched as ghosts probably, but I imagine that that's where my brain would rationalise it. I think that's how I would view
0: it as well. Maybe not that specific, the simulation theory, but I've always thought, you know, if you believe in a multiverse or alternate timelines, like a a kind of
1: quantum sort of theory. A quantum mania, if you will. A
0: quantum mania (laughs) that... (laughs) You would believe that there are multiple timelines. So if there was some way that they would clash into each other
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you would see something, that's why you might see someone like, you know, a Victorian in Victorian era clothes in the modern day because of timeline. That is a less scientific but a more credible uh, belief that I would have than someone dead has come back. I don't think the dead do come back, but I could believe that an alternate timeline or uh, some iteration of of reality has clashed in on itself,
1: which is, again, like you say, is just as far-fetched. But the truth is that there is a whole bunch of credible science around the idea that as much as we can know these things, but there is a bunch of credible science around the idea that the linear way that we experience time is not necessarily the way that time operates, that all time might exist at once in a sense or at least not in universe. the yeah not in the way that we you know, understand time so if the linear way that we understand time is not actually how all time is experienced or exists the idea that we could see glimpses or glitches of it not being linear is is not as surprising and is not as unscientific i mean that is a very basic understanding of what that concept actually means but it would make more sense to me i guess
0: yeah it's funny i i feel like you know, I've read a lot about the box universe theory, and I'm like, it, it's it, as a theory, it's great, but it does not make me feel any less like existential despair about the meaningless of life in the universe, <laughs> knowing that all this has happened, all that has happened has already happened. Like, you know, that the loves that you have, the things that you miss, the things you worry about, like, it's all, it's all transient. It actually makes me feel worse because I can only perceive it in this very fucking narrow eight brain way, which is like a series of events collapsing in front of my eyes. I mean, I don't, I've heard so many people say, oh, it's reassuring to know that like, you know, time, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't start and end here. It's just like, it's all one event. It's like, yeah, but that's good if you could perceive it that way, but we can't, we can only experience it in a linear fashion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a terrifying concept. So I've got a great concept for you. It's called God. I think you'll be very interested. Uh, um, uh, Like I said,
0: I've been watching a lot of wrestling documentaries. Mm -hmm. And there's this great series. It's called Tales from the Territories. I think it's on SBS. Um, And it's all about the sort of smaller wrestling promotions that uh, came up before the WWE took over everything. And they do this whole episode about the Andy Kaufman um, Jerry Lawler oh, yes. uh, 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 shtick, which I only sort of knew about from The Man of the Moon, the, the Jim Carrey film. But that story, so I'm not sure if, how much you know about it, but Andy Kaufman had grown up being like a wrestling fan his whole life. And then, um, you know, when he became a comedian and then was on like the number one sitcom, Taxi, he just started doing this thing at comedy clubs where he uh, claimed he was the number one into into gender wrestler in the world and he would challenge women like insult women like a heel wrestling heel would at comedy clubs and invite them onto stage to wrestle him and so they heard about it in this tiny little um i think it was mid south this wrestling promotion Jerry Lawler and Jerry Jarrett and so they invited him down for what was meant to be this kind of like one off thing Um, But they built it up with, like, you know, he would do promos and stuff like that. And he leaned into this sort of character of, like, I'm a big sitcom star, I'm a Hollywood royalty, and you hicks down there with your no teeth, I could, you know, defeat any woman, blah, blah. And so he had, like, a couple of bouts. And there was one bout where this woman actually almost pinned him, but, you know, he managed to get her at the very end. And so after that match, like Jerry Lawler said to him, this is fucking like that. I've never heard a pop for a heel like that. You've got to come back. We'll have a rematch. I'll train this woman up and we'll get you back down. And like, apparently he was, he was going back to the set of taxi, And he was like, no, fuck yeah, let's do that. Like right now. I'd rather do that than do taxi. And so they trained this woman. Um, and she didn't pin him, but in the bout, Jerry Lawler kind of shoves him and the crowd goes nuts. And that's how they set that whole thing that everyone knows the Dave Letterman appearance where he slept him, And it was the greatest work in history. But it got me thinking watching it. I was like, oh, this is so brilliant. And you can see that Andy Kaufman, what he appealed to him about being a heel, he even sort of says in this documentary, it's like I was watching wrestling growing up and there was this bad guy and he was just like getting the crowd all, all, all revved up. And I was like amazed by the fact that it was this performer who wanted you to hate him. That was his active role. Fucking hate me. But at the same time, you love him for it. And it's like mm. that's a – that's an amazing skill set to have. Like that's amazing control to have over an audience. And, you know, part of his philosophy with, you know, his sort of anti comedy was like, I, I want to make people uncomfortable. I want, and so then like he sees kind of wrestling it. And, and when you watch the footage of it, you're like, Oh my God, that does look like fun. Like he literally gets to go into this like live arena and just aggravate a crowd. Like it seems like the most fun. And, He's, he's playing up the idea that I'm this kind of Hollywood star, I'm the sitcom star, and you people are beneath me, and I'm going to sue all of you and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck, okay, if I had to be a heel, like if I had to be a heel, if I'm going to play something up, what would it be? And at first I was like, well, the obvious thing to do would be going and be like be woke. You know, I'm probably sure there is already like a character like that is like, oh, I'm super woke, or you'd be like a, you know, self-obsessed millennial or whatever. But then I was like, no, you've got to link it to your real personality. You've got to make it kind of feel real. So then I thought what I could be. Is the dude who can't stop talking. <laughs>
1: he can't stop talking. <laughs> about... Regardless of the fact that he's wrestling. By yeah. the way, if it, if it feels like I'm moving at the moment, it's because my computer needs my cord to be plugged in, but I'll just keep talking to you while I do that. So, well, it's this is, is re- reasonably good for the video.
0: Yeah, reason enough to get Patreon is you're watching Will in motion move from one side of his apartment to the other to plug his computer in. But I reckon I could make that work. Like I feel like if I had to become a WWE heel, then that's something that I could – because all you got to do is just go out there and amp up that version of yourself. So it's like I would get in the ring and I would start saying, like, you people, you don't know anything. You wouldn't even know anything about the boy band Five. And then I start going, and as they're born, when not give a shit about Five, I'm like, you know what? Fucking, like, they had three singles. Blah blah blah. Jay went missing. He didn't. He did. i mean, and just never sh- shut up about these kind of really
1: niche topics. Like, yes. do you think that that would get a cr- <laughs> offside? <laughs> offside. Would- I mean, <laughs> if you look at the numbers of this podcast, yes, <laughs> I would say absolutely yes.
0: So, if you had to go, come up with a heel character, like mm. you had to just go out and just play up kind of a, a, a negative trait or a
1: trait that could be reinterpreted negatively. Like, What's your heel gimmick? I mean, I think that the most obvious one, and this is what you were talking about before, which is like what do you just go with the most obvious, you know, the easiest. I don't think that this is at my actual personality, but the thing that I would most get categorized by, you know, that sort of working class wrestling crowd, if you would like, you know, if you were going to try to piss them off, you would like, you'd play the ABC intellectual card, you know, that you were like, you know Chardonnay you were, sipping you should you're, yeah very I would be yeah. out there Like, I would have a latte in one hand and <laughs> yeah. a glass of Chardonnay in the other hand yeah. I would always talk about how I lived in the inner city and like you know I voted green and I'd correct I'd correct everyone's pronunciation you know yeah. when they were doing things like it would all be about like you know how I was I was better than them that you know that like you'd, that, like, you'd acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which the wrestling match yeah before that's right on. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: you take a <laughs> knee for the victims of police
1: brutality. <laughs> like, just, to, just play all the hits. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Before we start this match, I need to defund the police guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll get a little bit of mail to get through, and yeah. then I think that'll, that'll do us for today. Um, uh, our, our regular mailbag is empty. We drained our sack so to speak. Uh, so I'm going to dip into our Patreon messages. And if you want to support the show, Patreon is still the best way to do that. Patreon.com slash We're putting up bonus content every fortnight. There's a bonus episode up there right now as we speak. Um, this is from Sam. He says, Hey guys, I bought Scotch fillet steak today. Wait, wait a minute. Sorry, I'm just reading an old message. <laughs> it sounds like a text message. All right. I bought scotch fillet uh, steak today and reckon my old rubber boot would have been leaner. Why have all the vegan foods shifted to places where vegans will never go? It's tucked away where the earliest... Okay, so that was an old message he sent us. Mm. Um, he said, hey, guys, I'm sure you've been hit up about this already, but I couldn't risk letting it slide. DJ podcaster Andrew Levins was just on Josh Earle's pod, 100% pod, and mentioned that he's on the official tour DJ for five. Yes, we did know that. And it actually ties in nicely to Patreon because, Will, you came up with an idea, which you can let us know in the messages on Twitter and Instagram if you would like this. Um, If we did a special, like, bonus episode for Patreon where we chat to Levens about his experiences touring with Five, is that something you would want to hear?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, let us know because I think that would be a good place for it. We could get Levens on. We could have, like, a deep dive into Five behind the paywall so that we can get all the secrets i think that's the if we do it on the main podcast i feel like there is an element of we're not going to be able to get to the whole truth and nothing but the truth but i feel like if we went into the you know into the patreon we all know that that's we can all keep secrets on the patreon you know that's That's the special club where this is just information for us it doesn't leak out
0: uh okay this is from dick hey charlie (laughs) i mean i'm a child I apologize, Dick. Like, I really – I shouldn't laugh. I mean, you are a Patreon subscriber. you supported us at the top tier, and I'm laughing because your name's Dick, unless it's a pseudonym because I won't say your last name, but I mean, it could be a pseudonym. If it's not, then good luck to you, Dick. Hey, Charlie, you've been listening from Ep10, and I finally joined the Patreon. Sorry for not sticking around at the top tier, but keen to show that poster off, and we'll hang around on the lower tier. Thank you for the last <laughs> – um, I'll send a real message soon and some stories to share. Okay, Dick, great. That's a, a good reminder for everyone out there. If you do sign up at our top tier on Patreon, you can win an autographed tour poster uh, from Will
1: and I. Um, yeah, and okay. when, when Charlie says win, you just get. You get. You don't go into a competition. Well, I guess you don't plenty. get the you've opportunity to win it. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's not winning. Like, that, like here in the shop. Like, uh, Gemma, I won some bread at the bakery. <laughs> I gave them some money and they gave me some bread. I won it.
0: Uh, this is from an American re- listener, uh, Jared. I uh, love the show. It's one of my highlights of the week. You're talking about the billy cart races. Remember we talked about that, how uh, my town is yes. like a billy cart race. Um, reminds me of the outhouse races that occur every year in my home state of Pennsylvania in the USA. In the small town of Dushaw, PA, they do this competition every year. I've attached a couple of links below. We're not going to look at that. I also want to comment on the Bishop Sycamore scandal you talk about. Do you remember that? The mm-hmm. footy team that yep. were all like grown men and uh, playing in Mm the high school football league. Scandal is very confusing for people with functioning governments. The bottom line is Republicans want to privatise everything, including education. In the US, anyone can create a charter school, and most are online. Literally anyone. And this applies from primary to secondary school. I think we kind of speculated that's what was going on, right? Mm Yeah. If a student decides to go to this school, the tax dollars then go to the charter school. Right. A lot of for-profit companies created these online charter schools because they get the same amount of money per student with a lot less overhead. Bishop Sycamore is not the first or last created and uh, that quickly c- closed because these schools are considered private and are not required in most states to follow state education mm-hmm. standards. How that can that be fucking legal?
1: Well, I mean, the guy who ran Trump University ended up president, so I yeah. feel like that's... That's this is how. where
0: we're launching loser. Like, we have to launch <laughs> loser in America. They'll fucking pay for anything. So, what standards do they need to follow? Well, instead of having someone from that state's Department of Education, they only need to be assessed by uh, a nonprofit. So, many of these charter schools establish their own nonprofit to inspect or assess themselves. They love that. An internal <laughs> review. We do internal reviews of TOEFUB all the time. And guess what? Shit's great. <laughs> we're fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, In some of these charter schools, uh, they're religious based. So basically, Mm -hmm. tax dollars go to support religious religious indoctrination, and that's the United States education system in a nutshell. I might shed some light on why it might shed some light on the US is falling apart. Uh, Thank you, Jared. Last one here from um, Kaz. Uh, Oh no, she's just sending us a photo of Steve Irwin in casual clothes because that was uh, that had us confused for a while. Um, okay, this is Matthew, and we'll finish on this one. Hello there. Wow, I've written to you a lot lately. I just saw my history. I wonder if you've read any of it. Chances are, no, I'm sorry, Matthew. I just heard episode 402 where you discussed Vaclav Bartor, who ate the most pancakes at Charlie's oh, yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Charlie suggested the name could be a pseudonym. Surprisingly, Vaclav Bartor is an anagram for a baklava or TV. Decisions he's forced to make on a Friday night, question mark? <laughs>
1: Baklava being a layered pastry from Turkey. Yes, yeah. we. we, we get- I know, I know what a baklava <laughs> is. And I did. You also explain TV like we were both idiots as well. Like, I, I like, why can't you have baklava and TV? Why do you need to make a choice between the two? I like to say that it's like, oh, this.
0: I I thought what we was going to do is help solve the mystery, but it's mm. just come up with a more confusing anagram: a baklava or TV. I mean, it. Uh, does, you're right. It doesn't actually like clear it up at all, help. does it? it doesn't. <laughs> No, oh, I guess what he's saying is because we speculated that yeah. I thought it might have been a Turkish name. He said Baklavar yes. is from Turkey, so maybe, maybe like there is, in the world of quantum uh, mechanics and multiverses, there is a universe where that is what happened—a <laughs> guy yeah. with the name a Baklava or TV. I mean, it'd be amazing
1: Bartor. if, in a twist to the end of this episode, we discovered that uh, what was his name again? What was the name no, of the guy Matthew. originally, Bucklavar or TV? Oh, but, no, Vaklav Bator. If we discovered that Vaklov Bartor was a ghost, <laughs> like it's funny, you know, 200 years ago, there was a guy here who worked here called Vaklov Bartor. That's great storytelling.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so you can support us on the Patreon, it's the best way to do that. You can also check out our highlights, Tofop TV. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Tofop. Will you got shows to promote?
1: I'm on tour. Uh, well, Eliminate is the name of the show. It's coming to most capital cities in Australia and then probably some other places as well, but comedy.com.au for all the details. My book is called I Am Not Fine, Thanks, and last year's show, "Logical," is for free on ABC iview if you want to check that out. And go to tofop.com to listen to all other, other great podcasts,
0: including Faux Fop and Two Guys, One Cup. The summer series is almost coming to an end. Just a few more guests to bring on before Will and I are back for the season proper. But for now, play on, not 15.
1: Oh, I no, mean, oh no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not this podcast. It's okay. <laughs> you responded, though. <laughs> we mean, did the call response. It just happened. I was halfway through and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> what are- what are we doing? <laughs> You're a pro, though. You just
0: roll with it. <laughs> I love the way you just. I mean, what do they call it when the dogs
1: dog saliva with the Pavlovian, Pavlovian response? Uh, I had a <laughs> I had a Balkarvian response. <laughs> uh, for anyone who's not aware,
0: that is how we sign off. Two guys, one cup. This is not two guys, one cup. This is toefop. Apparently, I'm Charlie Clausen.
1: I'm Will Anderson. Ball. <laughs>